Hey, man, I'm excited. Some of y'all, we were joking earlier. Um, I remember <laughs> in high school uh, dating, which is silly to think about, but in high school when the youth pastor would be like, or in middle school, which is even worse, but, and the youth pastor would be like, all right, we're starting a series on dating. I, I always hated it. Because <laughs> if you're in a relationship, you're like, probably going to tell us we should all break up. <laughs> and if you're not in a relationship, you're like, well, this is just awkward, right? So just know that I, I feel your pain. It's going to be okay, all right? It, it really is. It's going to be okay. Um, so I wore this shirt. It says, I'm a keeper. Anybody see our post today? Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, the baby face. Lauren looks like the same. I don't think she'll ever age. Um, where is There she is. <laughs> What'd you say? American Eagle. That's right. I ain't scared. I was laughing because uh, David and I, every Thursday uh, before church, we go like kind of early to get dinner, just that way we don't get here and like, you know, burping it up while we're singing and preaching and stuff. And so we're standing there, we went inside to get our food, and I, I was like, man, I feel like such a jerk wearing this shirt. And I was like, it hit me. I used to legitimately, seriously wear this shirt all the time in college. Like, I would come to a worship gathering like this with I'm a keeper. Like, that's, that's embarrassing. <laughs> it, it, was really, it really is. But it's funny, some of y'all... Um, May, may be like me that you're like, well, like I was, let me clarify that, uh, in college, and you're like, man, I got this dating thing on lock. You know what I'm saying? Some of y'all feel pretty confident. You're like, man, I'm, I'm smooth. I got this under control. Some of y'all are like, boys are stupid and dumb. I'm never dating, right? Um, <laughs> I got some amens back there. Uh, and then some of y'all, like, legitimately, and this is, I, I, I respect this, and I, I could see the tension here. Some of y'all are like, you know, I... I have dated before, but I know I went about it the wrong way. And so now that I'm more serious about my faith and now that I'm a Christian, I, I'm like scared to date, right? Because I don't know what that should look like. So hear me say, our, our goal tonight is not to say, if you're in a relationship, we're about to make y'all break up, right? Uh, the, the Bible is, Jesus is not against dating, okay? And, and neither, neither am I. Um, we're not about to say, all right, well, at the end of the service, I'll be playing matchmaker, so just come on up and we'll like, we're not, we're not doing, that's not the goal either, right? The goal, whether, whether you're in a relationship or whether you're not in a relationship, the goal is to help you get a little more biblical perspective on, on dating, okay? So that whether you're in a relationship or not, that you walk out of here and you not only in your mind, but in your actions, want to line up your life more, more accurately with the Bible, um, so if you, I'm going to say a couple of things. If you are in a relationship, I, I do want to challenge you to, in a sense, like put, put that relationship in yourself under the microscope, microscope these next two weeks, okay? And not like, well, he's not talking to me. I, there's no way he's talking to me, right? Um, but and also, if, yeah, just, so whatever, whatever the case, don't sit back and say, ah, oh, maybe that's for me one day or that's for them. Like, I want you to really consider these things. Tonight, we're going to look more at, um, kind of th- like a foundation of dating, like the why and the, um, like the reasons we date and who we should date, that kind of thing. And next week, we're going to get more into the, okay, so once you're in a relationship, what should that look like? Kind of the how-to. That, that'll be fun, I promise. That'll be fun, too. But uh, t- next week, definitely will be. Um, yeah. Everybody good? Everybody all right? Let me say this, too. The Bible d- does not talk about dating. It was not in their culture, okay? So we can't be like, oh, the dating book, it just turn right here, and there it is. And when you're on a date, you know, like, don't, uh, don't fart when you get in the car. <laughs> like, uh, um, uh, true story, just saying. <laughs> um, so here's the deal. We can't, I can't go, 
it's difficult to be like, this thus says the Lord about dating. I, I can't necessarily do that. Um, but we can look at biblical principles in the Bible and apply them to dating. Y'all with me? We, we can do that. That's what we're going to do tonight. So let me say a quick word of prayer, and then, and then we'll, we'll dive in looking at some, some things and have a little fun. God, thank you so much for the opportunity to come and to worship tonight and um, to kind of refocus our hearts and our minds. And uh, Lord, I know that this can be a, a, an awkward topic. It really shouldn't be that big a deal, but I know it can be. And um, maybe there are even some wounds uh, when we talk about this. And so, Lord, I pray that you would be gracious tonight and that um, you would speak to us clearly and that we would have um, ears to hear and eyes to see um, what you have for us. In your name we pray. Amen. So, first, before, like I said, it's not kind of laying a foundation. Before we get too far, I think we need to kind of define, when I say dating or date, if you're going to date someone, what do we mean by that? Okay, because for some people, like, it really could mean like, well, that's the person I'm sleeping with. Or uh, dating could be like, well, I don't know, I'm not making fun of this, but it could be like, well, my parents are only going to let me court. I don't, like, I don't even know what date really, like, what that is. So we, we need to define it. So when I, when I say dating, and, I mean, and I'm saying this is, is, I think this is like a somewhat of a good definition. That sounds prideful, but um, so I'm saying this is a good thing. I'm not, like, making fun of this definition. Um, and also, let me say this before I tell you what the definition is. It's pretty broad. Because again, I can't tell you, yeah, just 2 Corinthians 13, it says dating is, boom. I, I can't do that. So it's a little bit broad. There's a little wiggle room. So um, it may be helpful to write this down. Dating, I'm going to make sure I tell you how I have it written so I don't tell you different times or different ways, different times. Dating is intentionally investing in a relationship with the opposite sex with the goal of possibly getting married. I'm going to read it again. Dating is intentionally investing in a relationship with the opposite sex with the goal of event, oh, excuse me with the goal of possibly getting married. And so we're going we're going to unpack that a little bit more tonight what we mean by that. Um, and when I say p- with the goal of possibly getting married, I, I think there's a balance here of the goal should be to get married but at the same time like you can't see the future, right? So it's like you, know, you don't go up to the person like, I'm going to marry you, so I'm going to take you on a date. I mean, you could do that. That's pretty bold, right? Like, um, you know, if, wear this shirt if you want to do that, okay? <laughs> that helps in that. That's how I got Lauren, right? I just kept wearing this shirt over and over and over. I forgot. I, I meant to tell you. I really did. So Lauren and I, I'll s- s- share this more later at the end, but um, Lauren and I, I, I graduated college, uh, which, man, this May will be 10 years. I'm getting old, y'all. Um, I was only 21, so I wasn't that old. Anyways, we, uh, I, I graduated college, and uh, this friend had been trying to hook us up. Um, we t- went on a double date together, and so like, I saw her for like a week before I had to move and work out of camp and then move to Texas to go to seminary. And so we had the, a few dates that week and then moved to camp. And so because I was in South Carolina, deep south, and she was in Florida, I had to kind of like ask her out over the phone, which normally I'd say, hey, don't be a loser, but I kind of had to. And so um, she eventually, like, like two months later, or a month later into the camp, um, her and my sister came to visit, and I was like, man, I'm just going to throw it out there. And I wore this shirt the very first, like, when she came. And so I've kept it, and that's like, it still fits. I'm like, okay, let's go. <laughs> it's a miracle. It's a miracle. Um, maybe that's kind of embarrassing. I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, moving on here. Why should you date? 
So our uh, speaker at the middle school D now this weekend, he was, he was telling us, his name is Brandon too, and his wife's name is Lauren. What? Anyways, he was telling us that he uh, had a girl in his, middle school, or in his group, and she was a middle schooler that was dating this kind of a loser of a guy. And, and he goes up to her and he says, hey, um, like, why are you dating him? She goes, just because. And he said, well, like, you understand the goal of dating is to eventually marry. Do you think you would marry him? She was like, absolutely not. And he goes, well, why are you why are you dating him? And she goes, well, why not? And he goes, why not smoke crack? <laughs> like, like just, just because you could doesn't mean you should. Pray, okay, y'all are with it. Yeah, y'all are smart, yeah. Just because you could do something doesn't mean you should. So I want us to look real quick. What are some bad reasons that people date? Okay, what are bad reasons that people would date? And l- let me say this. Uh, I as dumb as it sounds and like embarrassing, I had a girlfriend for the most part through like from middle school all the way till I graduated. And so I did all the, I don't mean like the same girl, but I just mean I like had girlfriends. So all of these, like I've, I've done that. It's embarrassing. Like, so I'm not roasting you. I'm saying, yeah, I've lived this and it's stupid. So bad reasons to date. First of all, just because everyone else is dating. It's so funny to me. I've seen this like even when I was in high school and now I definitely see it and saw it when I was a middle school pastor. It, there could be two or three couples in our, in our group. So I don't know, we've been having like between 70 and 80 on Thursday night, something, I don't know, something like that. And there may be two or three couples and everybody feels like I'm the only single person. And it's like, you know, there's like 60 other people that are single, right? Like you're not the only one. But people feel that, that tension. They look at it and say, man, like everybody else is dating. And so they They'll rush in and like, I'm going to have a boyfriend, I'm going to have a girlfriend. Just because I feel like everybody else does. I think kind of the, maybe the root issue there is you feel like your story has to be just like everyone else's story. So you're like, well, man, that's, that's what they're doing. Or that's kind of like culturally what's cool. So, man, I need to fix my story to line with theirs. Real quick, if you've got your Bible, um, we're going to jump it around at several different passages tonight. This is, turn to Psalm 1, sorry, Psalm 139. So 139. And again, an easy way to find that is kind of open up in the middle of your Bible if you have to. Psalms will be close to there. Psalm 139, and we're going to look at verses 13 through 16. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move kind of quick just because I, I, I've got a lot, to, a lot of ground to cover. So this is Psalm 139, 13 through 16. I'm going to go ahead and read it. For you formed, my, so this is he's talking to God. For you formed my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. My my frame was not hidden from you when I was being made in secret, intricately woven in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed substance. In your book were written, every one of them, the days that were formed for me, when as yet there was none of them. Who is the author of your story? God. Yeah. Y'all, don't... Don't rush into a relationship just because you feel like your story isn't matching up with everyone else's. That's a really bad reason to try to start dating. All right, second reason, like bad reason people date. And let me, this, this may sound like the first one, but I really mean something different. You want to be a better version of yourself. So all of us realize we have issues. And if you don't realize that, then that is a real big issue. <laughs> so come talk to me. All of us have issues, Right? No matter where you live, no matter where you move, no matter what you wear, you're still you. You can't get, like, those issues are there, right? Like, if, I, if Laura and I tomorrow, like, you know what? We got issues. We're moving to, we're moving to Alabama. I don't know Alabama. <laughs> um, 
you know what, we're going to get there and get settled, and this is great, and be like, I still have issues, right? You still have issues. I think so often people have this idea of, man, I, you know, I've got some problems. I bet if I was in a relationship, I, I would just be better. That would fix me. You know what, actually, it's probably going to make things worse. <laughs> because guess what, the person you start dating, they have issues too. <laughs> and it may not seem like it at first, but I promise you, they do. So if, you're in, if your intention today is just because I want to be a better person, it's not going to go well. I, I used to think like, you know, half a person plus half a person equals one. No, <laughs> one plus one equals one in this case, okay? If, if you bring your, well, I'll, I'll save that, okay. So someone else is not going to make you better. Well, there is someone else. Who is it? Yeah, and I know that sounds totally cliche. Of course you'd say that. What does someone loud and clear, what does 2 Corinthians 5.17 say? Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, okay, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Behold, hey, look, the old is gone, the new has come. I love Romans, I think it's uh, Romans 7.24. Paul is talking about this battle that he has in, in, in his flesh of the, like this, the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit inside of me w- wants to please God and live for him, but I still have this messed up flesh that so wants to sin and do all this bad stuff. And he says, it's, it's, it's waging back and forth. There's this war inside of me. And it's almost like he has a schizophrenic moment. He says, wretched man that I am, who is going to save me from this body? And he doesn't say, I need to get a wife. <laughs> he says, who will save me from this from this body, who will save me from this wretched mess? And who's he, what does he say? Praise be to who? To Jesus. Listen, another person is not going to fix you. Only Jesus can do that. So if you go into a relationship, and y'all like, we could go to Tech and or LCU or South Plains, or I went to the Baptist College of Florida. Garrett always said the All Boys College of Florida. I was like, shut up, Garrett. <laughs> or you call it the Bridal College of Florida because seriously, people got married crazy quick there. Um, not me. <laughs> Anyways, uh, where's it going with that? Oh yeah, we you, we we could go to college campuses and ask people like why they're dating and how that's going. I guarantee you, like it, we would find out a lot of people are dating just because they, they feel like it's going to make them better. And I guarantee you, it doesn't work. Another person cannot fix you; only Jesus can. So, bad reasons today. First of all, because everybody else is doing it. Second reason, because you want to be a better version of yourself. Third reason. A bad reason today is because you feel like you're missing something. Now, let me, let me stop for a second. It is good and natural to want to be in a relationship, to want to get married. Like, the Bible says that's a good thing. It's not bad. Like, so, so if we're not up here like, man, if you're wanting to date, you guys are freaks. Like, it's not what we're saying, right? It's good and natural to, to want to be in a relationship, to want to get married. But if just this feeling of, I'm just missing something. I, man, I would be so much happier if I was in a relationship. If that drives you to be in a relationship, it's not going to go good. It's not going to go good. Look real quick. Turn to Philippians where we've been hanging out this semester. and We're going to get back to after spring break. Turn to Philippians chapter 4. Um, just for a second. In this passage, Paul is he's talking about um, how... The church at Philippi has been supporting him financially. Um, and you're going to hear a, a famous verse that you know really well here in a second. But, uh, so this is chapter 4 of Philippians, verse 10. 
I rejoice in the Lord greatly that now at length you have revived your concern for me. You were indeed concerned for me, but you had no opportunity. So he's talking about them like helping him financially with his missions. Not that I'm speaking of being in need, for I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content. I know how to be brought low, and I know how to abound. In any and to every circumstance, I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. So Paul's not technically talking about dating here, but what he's telling them, he says, hey, you know what? I've learned whether I have a little or whether I have a lot. I was singing the Janine from the Block song there. Do y'all even know that song? Anyways, like, whether, no matter what I have in my life, I've learned to be content because I have who? Who gives me strength? Jesus, yeah, Christ gives me strength. So this issue, the idea that I need to be in a relationship to make me feel something because I'm missing something, if that's driving you today, that's your only reason, man, it's showing a contentment problem. And you know what? You're going to drain the life out of that relationship because you're going to look to that person to provide for you something that only Jesus can give you. It's not going to go well. I listened to something about Matt Chandler, and he was talking about this, and he said, a lot of people, when they hear that, this idea of like so me telling you, hey, be patient, don't date someone just because you feel like you're missing something, like first find contentment in Christ, you may be like, so if you're a dude, you're sitting there, and you're like, man, I don't want to be that creeper in my basement, it's my parents' basement playing video games the rest of my life, right? Like, and then, and then if you're a girl, you're like, look, I don't want to be the cat lady, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to have 25 cats living in my house for the rest of my life by myself, right? So you feel this pressure. You, because you don't want to be alone the rest of your life, you, you feel this pressure <clears throat> to, to rush into something. Sorry, just a second. <laughs> listen, listen to this. Your loneliness in a marriage where your spouse is cold to you and there's not real love, there's not real commitment, would be monumentally worse than the loneliness you experience right now. <clears throat> if you rush into something just because I feel like you need something, and the, and the next thing you know, you're married in a relationship where the, this person is, and even yourself, you're not seeking God, you're not finding fulfillment in God, your loneliness in that situation would be far worse than what you experience right now. Guys, don't hurt or play with the heart of the king's daughter just because you're lonely and would like to have a friend. Girls, don't let some fool treat you like anything less than a daughter of the king just because you feel a little lonely. It's not worth it. Why do we date? <laughs> For the Bible, it's really simple. We don't date just to have a buddy <laughs> or <laughs> to make out. <laughs> we don't date just to have friends with benefits. No, it's really simple, like, and that's why maybe it's, we miss it sometimes because overly simple. From beginning to end, it's clear, like, ultimately, why you would pursue, intentionally invest in a relationship with the opposite sex is to what? To get married one day. And I don't mean you, again, you don't walk up to the person you're like, I want to marry you, so let's date. Like, I, mean, you, I guess you could do that. Just creep them out. It's not going to go well. 
why, what is the reason to date? It should ultimately be to marry. And we're going to talk next week about um, pacing that conversa- conversation, not getting ahead of yourself and not like, foot on the gas. And next thing you're like, whoa, we're like way ahead of ourselves. But, but again, ultimately, the goal should be like you're looking towards marriage. So that's why I really do think it's ridiculous, and uh, easy for me to say without kids yet, but it's ridiculous when parents let middle schoolers date because that's, that's not on their mind, right? It was not on my mind when I was in middle school. Again, why not smoke crack, right? <laughs> but here, here's the deal. Whether you're... <laughs> Because the the goal of marriage should like of sorry of dating should be ultimately like to be married, um, whether you're middle school like age doesn't necessarily define when you're ready. So there are some like fifty year olds that may not be ready to date because they still have a really messed up view of what dating is about. Does it make sense? So here's my next question. We've looked at why should you date, which the answer is ultimately to to what to get married. Again, hear me say we're going to come back to this next week. I'm not saying like. Because you're going on a date, that means, oh, they want to marry me, right? But it's just this goal of possibility. Does that make sense? You all with me? I'm not, okay, make sure that's clear. So we looked at why you should date. i got to move quick. I'm, I'm taking too long. Second thing is when am I ready to date, okay? So kind of second topic, kind of bucket, so to speak, that we're going to stick our feet in for a second. That's weird. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> um, but the second thing, so when am I ready to date? It goes back to the first one, to what we just talked about. First kind of check mark to see, am I ready today? And hopefully you can put a check by it, right? Is, do I have a biblical view of the goal or the purpose of dating? So if you're like, man, I just want to date because I want to make out with somebody. You should not date. <laughs> you're not ready. Man, I just want to date because, I, man, I'm just kind of lonely. You're, you're not ready to date, okay? If you have a biblical view of the, the end goal of dating, which is marriage, then put a check mark. Okay, that's one. You've passed one test. That, that's a good perspective. Second thing, break it on the first one. What's the first one? Do I have a proper perspective of the end goal of the purpose of marriage? Second one is do I have strong Christian community? Do I have strong Christian community? Let me just ask, and you can, you can answer. Why is that important? Accountability. Somebody else said something. Accountability, anything else? Okay, yeah, so you're not always just you and the other person? Great, I hadn't thought about that. That's awesome. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, it's not just you and that person. You've got friends to, to go hang out with, that kind of thing. What about wisdom, right? Godly wisdom for people to say, hey, I, know, cause y'all, I don't know if you've noticed, when, you're, when you first start dating, you have, like, tunnel vision. You're like, they're just perfect, right? I love everything about them. And somebody, like a godly person from the outside, I can say, hey, yeah, they're pretty good, but you should need, there's, there's some, like, Maybe not red flags, but there's some caution lights, right? <laughs> Check yourself before you wreck yourself, right? It's good to have godly, accountable, godly wisdom in your life to say, hey, be careful. So here's what I would say. If you're, you're here and you're like, yeah, I come on Thursday nights, but I don't really have, like, strong, I wouldn't say I have strong Christian community. I would say you need to hold off on dating until you've got that in your life. Because if not, it, you could find yourself in a wreck, in a mess. Third thing, so, so first of all, um, do I, have a, do I understand the purpose of dating? Second was, do I have strong Christian community? And thirdly, do I have a growing relationship with Christ? 
Y'all, again, I, I should have said this earlier. I, we're approaching this because we're Christians. <laughs> we're approaching this from, okay, what, is the, what does the Bible say, okay? So if you're in here tonight and you're, you're not a believer, um, some of this may seem a little crazy, but I'll also tell you because God is the creator of the universe, he designed everything to work how it should. When you do things his way, it works out a lot better, okay? So um, just there's a little disclaimer there. But so the third thing of, that you want to be able to check off when I'm ready today is, do I have a growing relationship with Christ? It, it, is it thriving? So some ways to like uh, kind of test that is, where do I run for comfort? Where do I run for satisfaction? When I sin, do I run from God or do I run to God? If you find yourself running to Jesus for life, for, for joy, for satisfaction, for comfort, and when you, when you sin, you run to him instead of away from him, that's a good indication that you've, you've got a healthy relationship with Christ. Tracking with me? All right, so if you can go, I understand the purpose of dating. Check. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I have strong Christian, Christian community. Check. And thirdly, I have a growing relationship with Christ. Check. You know what? And if, as long as you're not in middle school, I'm probably going to go, hey, I, maybe, maybe you're ready to date. Maybe you're ready to date. So here's the question. We've we got to move quick because I'm, I'm, I'm almost out of time for some things we want to do um, here, here in a few moments. If you are ready to date, then the question is, who do you date, right? Dun, 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 right? We've talked about this before, so I'm not going to spend a ton of time on this. The idea that there is the one out there. I think everybody knows what I mean by that. It's common enough in our culture. The idea that there is the one. Y'all, that, that, it's, it's not in here. It, that is a Hollywood idea. And you know what? If you walk around with the idea of, I've got to find God's one for me, but he's not going to tell me who it is, that'll stress the mess out of your life, right? (laughs) Seriously. That is really, really stressful. Now, here's the deal. The day, April 16th, 2011, when Lauren and I stood there and held hands and made our vows, she is now the one for me, right? Y'all tracking with me? It doesn't mean all of a sudden magically I'm like, oh, you fulfill every need I ever had. Like, I don't mean that. But it means that my mindset needs to be she is the one. Does that make sense? But as you're, as you're dating and, and considering, man, they're kind of a cool person. I might be open to dating them. You're not looking for the one. Because, again, there's only one that can fix you and satisfy your needs, right? That's Jesus, right? So the idea of the one, again, even like thinking logistically, people... That whole thing of like, okay, this, this, uh, here we go. I don't want to, about using names, that could get really awkward. I was like, if so-and-so was dating so-and-so, bad idea. <laughs> really bad idea. But think about that. So let's just, I'm going to make up some names. Bob is supposed to be dating Sally, but Sally, she didn't hear from God, and she married Eric. Now what is Bob going to do, right? Do you see how like that would have got messed up a really long time ago? You with me? It's just, it's just not a thing, okay? So if you're not looking for the one, th- then, then what are you looking for? First of all, 2 Corinthians, man, I can't believe I can't remember this verse. 2 Corinthians um, 6.14 tells us, tells us you, if you're a Christian, you should be dating a who? A Christian. That's kind of like foundational basic, right? And for a second time, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on that. Um, yeah, they should be a Christian. So who, who am I looking to date? A Christian. Second of all, someone who, and I'm gonna, we're going to camp out on this, someone who loves Jesus and lives like Jesus. 
Now, we're not saying they're perfect. Like, man, I have never even seen them sin. Like, we used to, when I was a youth pastor on Itasca and would hang out with the Maxes a lot, I always joke, like, I don't think Miss Shirley has ever sinned. <laughs> That's David's mom. Um, yeah, I still, we're still not sure if she sinned, right? Um, uh, we're not saying you look at somebody, oh, I don't think they've ever sinned. But that, as far as you can tell, they're striving towards Jesus, and they love Jesus and want to live like him. So, too many times, I think young people make they, they lower their standards. They have all these high standards, except for a person's Christianity. It's like, as long as they go to church and only say a few cuss words, they're okay. I remember Lauren, I should have had her tell this story, but um, some loser she was talking to right before I came in the scene. Okay? Um, they had a, oh, get them. They had a, hey, you know what I'm saying? I'm a keeper. <laughs> they, um, they uh, I can't remember the full context, but long story short, he like, they were driving somewhere having a serious conversation, and he he dropped Philippians 4.13 4, on her like he was like Mr. Spiritual. He kind of, he said it like, yeah, I mean, you know what the Bible says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, like, and looked at her like, whoa, I'm a boss. And, and she was thinking, okay, so you know a verse that everyone knows, right? Like, I think so often we're, y'all, and honestly, I'm saying this because I, I, I love you gals, but I think you're too easily impressed with guys sometimes. And it's like, well, he goes to church, he knows a few verses, does he love Jesus, and does he live like Jesus? Y'all with me? I, yeah, all right, we got to move on. Sorry. A quick, like, I don't know if litmus test is the, is the word, right, right way to say that. Turn to Second Corinthians, no, sorry, turn to Galatians real quick. I got to, I'm already over time, I'm trying to hurry. Turn to Galatians, chapter 5. So you got first, second Corinthians, then Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians. We're going to be in Galatians chapter 5. So I love this passage. Oh, man, this is, it, I've never thought about this in the context of dating until this week. And it's so cool. So um, chapter 5, verse 16, talking to believers. But I say, walk by the Spirit. So we, to translate that to how we talk sometimes, walk with Jesus, right? Let the Holy Spirit lead you, guide you. Walk with God. And you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. Question, who we're, who we're looking for again? If you're looking today, you're looking for someone who loves Jesus and lives like Jesus, a.k.a. walks with Jesus. They say if, you, if they're walking with the Spirit, walking with Jesus, they're not going to carry out the desires of the flesh. Here, what are the desires of the flesh? For the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit. The, desi- the desires of the Spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things you want to do. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Now listen. Now, the works of the flesh are evident. So someone who's not really walking with God, these are things that describe them. Again, my goal, I don't think Paul's goal, is to roast anybody, but to just help us see. These are are evidences of people not walking with God. Here we go. Sexual immorality. Girls, some hairy-legged loser trying to get all up on you. Get rid of him. Seriously, he's not walking with Jesus. Maybe I shouldn't have said that way. (laughs) Impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, idolatry, loving God, sorry, loving something else more than God. Sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. I think that's not a bad list of some red flags. (laughs) 
someone you're, you're uh, talking to, considering dating, they're having fits of anger, and they're always jealous, that's not a sign of walking with God. You with me? Here is a sign of someone walking with God. But the fruit of the Spirit, so the evidence of somebody walking with Jesus, the Holy Spirit is working in their lives, is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Those are some good things to look for. Y'all with me? How do I know if someone's walking with God? Where's the evidence? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things, there is no law. That's what you're looking for. I've got to keep praying. Sorry, David. I don't know. I'm like eating up our time here. There's not like a, I can't, it's kind of hard to like strictly divide this, but I just thought of a few things. Girls, I think a, a great guy to look for is what's described in Psalm 1, someone that delights in God's word day and night. Someone who, so Ephesians talks about husbands loving their wives like Christ loved the church, which he laid himself down for the church. So let's time out for a second. We don't, that doesn't mean, girls, you need to find a guy that even right now, while you're dating, will sacrifice for you and love you like Jesus loved the church. You're not married yet, but he should show evidence that he'd be willing to do that. Does it make sense? Because here's the deal. I hope you, uh, newsflash, when you're dating, you're seeing the best version of them. Because if they have a brain, they're putting their best foot forward, right? And if they're not, then get rid of them anyways, right? But, yeah, when, when you're dating, guys or girls, they're putting their best foot forward. So don't think, oh, they want to get married, they'll become a better version. No, they may become a worse version. Seriously. That, that, not my boo. But, <laughs> but, but really, they're, they're putting their best foot forward. So you need to consider, man, talking to girls here for a second, can I see by his attitude, his actions, his words, his, like his heart? If we were to get married one day, would he love me like Jesus loves the church? Does he love spending time in God's word like Psalm 1 says? You want, you want to marry a blessed man, right? Psalm 1 says that the blessed man is the one who meditates on God's law day and night, studies God's word. So, man, I could pick a billion different things. I'm not just trying to pick, up, pick on my bros. But, girls, if, if the guy doesn't have time to, like, to read his Bible and spend time with Jesus, but he's got plenty of time to watch basketball or football or play video games or whatever, but he's not walking with Jesus, you should tell him, hey, you're cute, I kind of like you, but when you quit acting like a little boy and grow up and be a man, then we can talk again. And then go, ooh, <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> are, are you with me? Y'all with me? All right, now, now bros, before I, cause I'm not trying to, I, I feel you dudes, all right, I got you. Hey, turn, by, by the way, by the way, bros, <laughs> speaking to both of y'all here, girls, a lot of times, like, guys, we're kind of, we can be kind of lazy punks, and if you don't call us, the, uh, I'm not putting it on y'all, but if you would call guys to a higher standard, they might would step up. So what it means, if they know that they can date kind of any girl, even just being a mediocre Christian, they're probably going to stay that way. Does that make sense? Give... Again, they should, because of Jesus, want to pursue him. But may, it wouldn't hurt to give them a reason to say, you know what? I'm not going to lower my standards and date with them just because they come to church or just because they say they're a Christian. I'm only going to date them if they're growing in Christ. Make sense? All right, real quick. Guys and girls, turn to Proverbs chapter 31. Proverbs chapter 31. 
This is out of guys and girls. I would encourage you to read this uh, this whole chapter later. Um, guys from the perspective of what to look for, and girls from the perspective of what you should be. Proverbs chapter thirty-one, verse ten. <clears throat> an excellent. Some translations say um, to an excellent wife, or some translations say a wife of char- good character. Who can find? She is far more precious than jewels. You know what he's saying? The real rose among the thorns, the real beauty that stands out is actually a woman who has character. I don't don't mean this weird. Guys, there there are a lot of pretty girls, right? It's not like, man, if I could just find one girl that I found attractive, like that's we need to talk if that's your struggle with that, right? Like, but it, that's not the problem. There are plenty of girls that are pretty. Look at, look at chapter 31, verse 30. Charm is deceitful and beauty is vain. I love, I think the NIV says it's fleeting. It's running away. Like, it's funny, looking at that, I look at that picture of us 10 years ago. I'm like, man, I, look, I got like some gray hairs coming in my beard and stuff. Lauren really like doesn't age. I don't know what's sunscreen. That's the key. <laughs> but it's like, you're... The girl's looks, like, just be real here, 40 years from now, probably Lauren won't look the same, right? She'll still be lovely and beautiful, I, for sure, right? But it's not, I'm not being rude. Can we agree? 40 years from now, she's probably going to look a little different, right? Charm is deceptive or deceitful, and beauty is vain or fleeting. But a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. You know what? You know what didn't happen? It wasn't like all my life I'd walked around and not seen one beautiful girl, and then saw Lauren and said, you're the first beautiful girl I've ever seen. Is she beautiful? Heck yeah, I'm not stupid. You're not stupid either, right? Heck yeah, she's beautiful. But you know what happened? With her, I said, hey, here's a woman who fears the Lord. Here's a, here's a girl worth pursuing. And I'm like, I'm a keeper, by the way. <laughs> Guys, listen. You should be pursuing a girl who fears the Lord. Y'all with me? You've heard that all your life, yeah, of course I should. I'm telling you, that's what counts. I love twice in Proverbs, it says, better to live on the corner of a rooftop than in the house with a quarrelsome wife. Quarrelsome meaning, or like some, one translation says, um, like a bickering, nagging, a nagging wife. Better to live on the corner of a rooftop, rooftop, rooftop than in the house with a nagging or quarrelsome wife. Let's just get real for a second, because Proverbs is real. Why would a guy <clears throat> marry a girl who is quarrelsome and bitter and nagging? Probably, why would he marry her? She fine. <laughs> Listen, here's what, here's what Proverbs, it's funny, but it's for real. Here's what Proverbs is saying. Think about it. So you got, there's this picture. You got this guy who married this girl, because she, she would, even though she's, her heart was all ugly, and she's nagging and bitter and quarrelsome. He married her because she was fine, and he was not thinking straight, okay? He's not going to get to in, enjoy those things anyways because he's going to be living on the rooftop because he can't stand to be with her. Y'all with me? Guys, if you marry, and it, it goes both ways. I've been talking to the guys here since I already kind of roasted y'all. <laughs> if, you, if you marry a girl just because, or pursue a girl just because she's pretty, in the long run, you're going to see her charm is deceptive. And her beauty is not there. And you're going to be like, what am I doing? 
Y'all with me? Pursue someone who has a heart for the Lord. You know what's cool? When, when Jesus is your everything, it helps you sort through all that. So here's what I want you to see. Whether you're single or dating, your perspective needs to be Jesus plus nothing equals everything. So if you're single, I don't need to jump into a relationship or pursue something just because I'm empty. Because you know what? First, I need to find fulfillment in Jesus because he is enough for me. That's what scripture says, right? But Jesus tell the woman at the well, man, you'll never thirst again, right? If you are in a relationship, I would encourage you to, con- to consider it. Am I viewing Jesus as everything or is it Jesus plus fill in the blank? I'm going to close real quick, and I, I know I'm way over, David. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> you can beat me up later. <laughs> um, I just want to tell you, because I to let you know this is real. Um, I, like I mentioned, I, through middle school, which is dumb to even say, but in high school, uh, like I always had to have a girlfriend. And it just, it was not, I don't mean bad, like wrecked my life, but it just wasn't good, right? Like the happiest times in high school, I look back, or when I didn't have a girlfriend. <laughs> um, and it wasn't necessarily their fault. It was probably my fault. <clears throat> when, I, when I met Lauren, I'd kind of gone, there, been like, I'd kind of talked to some girls in college, Heartbreaker Hayes, right? <laughs> but but uh, it's a long story. Um, but I hadn't really, like, dated in college. <coughs> Sorry. And during that time of, of quote, singleness, First of all, God helped me realize, hey, you don't date just because you want to kiss somebody or because you're lonely. You date ultimately (coughs) to be married. In that time of singleness, God taught me that. (coughs) I also began to understand what Christian community was like to have people pour into my life and give me wisdom. And I also began to understand who I was supposed to be. By the way, those things you're looking for, you have to be those first, right? (laughs) Through the the Spirit, all those things, that should be you first. But God, again, although I was perfect, but he, began, he began to put those things in my life and, and also began to look for, hey, like, yeah, of course I am want to marry somebody I find attractive, duh, but, but I should be looking for their heart. And so I remember when I met, I'll never, I'll never forget, our, my friend, our, our, both of our friends, kind of, uh, we had mutual friends that set us up on like, essentially a blind date. They told me a ton about Lauren. They told her nothing. So it was really cool to like creep her out and stuff because um, I was like, knew all these facts about her. She's like, how does he know? Like, my shirt says that I'm a creeper, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> good joke. Um, but I remember uh, I got to their, sorry, I got to the to Boyd and Brittany's apartment early. Um, and uh, Lauren got there and we were walking downstairs. I remember coming downstairs, and, and, or so from your perspective, coming down, turn around, I first saw her, and I was like, dang. <laughs> yeah. I was like, man, dang, right? <laughs> She's, she's really pretty. And then we went to this Mimi's Cafe, which we don't even like, but it was our first, like, date, I guess. We ended up there. And um, the more we talked, and it wasn't, the, let me tell you this, there was not this instant, like, she's the one. No. <laughs> but the more we talked, I was like, man, this girl is really cool. Like, just talking to, like, it's, there's, we relate well to one another. And uh, over those next few days before I moved off to camp, um, I could tell she, she loved Jesus. And that was attractive. That was worth pursuing. And here's what I want to get. I'm trying to land. 
probably, I think what made and still makes our relationship work is that for both of us, Jesus is everything. I'll never forget, um, I can see it, just like the first time I, actually, it wasn't the first time I saw her. It was the first time I saw you when we were going on a date. The first time I saw her was in, was, uh, in my friend, in Boyd and Brittany's wedding. I actually proposed at that spot where I first saw her. Booyah! Anyways, <laughs> uh, we, it, so when I got into camp, we started um, dating at that time. And I remember I was sitting in the parking lot one night, and I got off the phone with her. And it hit me that as much as I cared about her, and that's just after like two months or maybe a month and a half, and like wanted to date her and all that kind of stuff and really liked her, I realized for the first time in a really healthy way that I wasn't controlled by what she said or didn't say. What I mean is there, there was a freedom. It wasn't like, oh my gosh, what did she said that? What did she mean by that? She didn't say this. What could she mean by not saying that? What should I do to, to woo her? No, because, my, because Jesus was everything, man, it was, there was freedom. It doesn't mean we never have a disagreement or have to work, work through something. But when Jesus is your everything, it dramatically changes your relationships and makes them much better. You all with me? I, I don't have time to keep explaining that. But, so here's what I would say as we finish up. And fall. <laughs> if, you, if you're a Christian and you're, you're not in a relationship, there's nothing wrong with that, first of all. And I want, you to ch- I want to challenge you to say, hey, you know what? M- maybe I do desire to be in a relationship. That's totally normal. But for the time while I'm single, I'm going to do my best to make sure that Jesus is my everything. So that when that time does come, man, I... We're free to, to love each other or, and, to, and to like each other how we're supposed to. If you're a Christian and you are in a relationship, I want to encourage you. Man, I think it's so easy to elevate your relationship and it's like God is a genie you use to help make your relationship better. Where it's like, all right, God, I'm going to spend time with you, by the way. Make our relationship good, dog. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I'm doing this for you. Help me out. I want to challenge you even in a relationship to say hey you know what jesus is going to be my everything not so i can make a relationship better but the reality is it is going to in the long run it's going to make a relationship better just because when jesus is first in your life other things seem to work themselves out i want you to consider is this all those things am i really ready to be dating if i am and is this really someone i should be dating and then lastly if you're not a christian I want to invite you to see that literally, I don't, I'm not just saying it. I really do believe it. I've experienced it. The Bible teaches it. That Jesus plus nothing equals everything. In other words, all you could ever have or need or want or desire ultimately is found in Jesus. And he's going to make you way happier than any dating relationship could. I promise you that. That was what was so cool Like when Lauren and I actually started dating is it is happy is is. We, when we first got together, it was so exciting and stuff. My joy really was in Christ. And so, actually, it helped me to, to love her even better <laughs> because my identity was found in Christ. So I'll, I want to invite you, if you're not a Christian, man, afterwards, whatever, talk to me. and I would, I would love you to, to meet Jesus because he's way better than anything or anyone. Everybody cool? Here's what we're going to do. I'm calling a little bit of audible. Um... 
I think it'd be cool. I know it's 941. This will be the last thing we'll have announced. This will be done. I, I wish we could sing, but I just, I've gone way too long. I apologize. Um, what I want to do, I'm going to give you a second. We'll, we'll, we'll only do this for like five to eight minutes. I, I want to give you the opportunity to ask us some questions. And so, um, real quick, I think most of you have my number. I'm going to give you my number. And if you have a question about something we've talked about tonight or somewhat related, you can text it to me, and Lauren's going to come up in a second. What, what? And we're going to try to answer a few questions for you. Does it make sense what we're going to do? I, I know, I think you're all like, you're with me, so I know it's getting late, but I think this will be good. Um, so my number, if you don't have it, <coughs> sorry, is 806-773-9008. 806-773-9008. Hey, do me a favor, just because we are low on time, um, and I, man, I know y'all know I love you, but don't send me a bunch of like just ridiculous like oh, trying to make me laugh because I will laugh, and I, I want us I want us to make good use of our time. So um, if it don't just, if, if, be serious, it can be like a funny question, but if you really want to ask it, but don't just be like you know whatever. <laughs> um, so I'll, I'll give you a second to think about that, ask some questions, and text them to me, and then Lauren and I will answer them. Um, hey, I'm going to say a word of prayer, and then and then we'll do that. Okay, thanks for hanging in there. We're we're almost through. I promise. All right, <clears throat> Father, I thank you for your word and that um, the principles in it do help us to consider who we should date and why we should date, and Lord, that they remind us, that your word reminds us that um, all we could ever need or want is found in you, and so I pray that we would look to you and, and want to run to you before we run into a relationship. God, and if there, if there are people here that are here tonight um, that maybe have lost focus of you, I pray that they would consider whether they don't need to end a relationship or, or press pause on it or whatever, God, because you are more important than anything else. And if we don't have a relationship with you right, everything else is not really going to work. And so I pray that um, they would be bold and to consider those things. I pray as Lauren and I answer just a few questions that you would give us wisdom uh, and insight. So in your name we pray, amen. All right, I'm assuming I have a couple texts here. I think they're still writing. Come on up here, boo. Give it up for Lauren. Yeah. Um, is there anything that you would want to add that maybe uh, I didn't cover? I mean, we're going to cover more stuff next week, but anything you thought of? No? Good? Okay. Oh, here they come. <laughs> to Lauren. Okay. Uh, hey, we'll give my just quick answer since we're trying to be short, so... To Lauren, what is your perspective about the way Brandon, it's me, <laughs> pursued, <laughs> pursued you early on in a relationship? Thank, hey, thanks, dude. Likes and maybe dislikes. Oh, come on, man. I'm kidding. So, <laughs> so what is your perspective about the way Brandon pursued you early on in a relationship? Likes and dislikes, if any. And you can be honest. <laughs> I, uh, to start, I didn't appreciate his spray tan. Hey, that was not a spray tan. <laughs> Parker battle. <laughs> Sorry, that was you, not Parker. a spray tan. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, <laughs> so one thing that I uh, that I really really appreciated with Brandon, um, and maybe something to encourage you guys with is um, there were several other guys through college who I felt like maybe liked me, but because they like we kind of hang out, they would kind of flirt with me, but then they never they never said anything, and that's really frustrating to a girl. Um, to not really know one way or the other. And so when I met Brandon, 
um, he just made it very clear that he was interested in me. <laughs> and also that he didn't lack any confidence. Um, no, so we, like you said, we met one night um, through Boyd and Brittany, and then literally three days later, he left for Charleston. Um, and I remember he called me uh, shortly after moving to Charleston, and he just said, hey, I just want you to know I really like you. And I know I don't live here anymore, um, but I would be interested in getting to know you better. And I appreciated that I knew exactly. Mm. I, I, it wasn't a surprise um, where there had been other guys I knew who kind of hinted at it, but then never maybe, well, maybe they didn't like me. I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm yeah, sure so they I did. really appreciated that. Good. No, good. Um, I mean, yeah, no, you're, you're good. Are you about to say something else? Okay. Um, I'm going to answer this one quick. Is dating or marriage necessary so um yes and no or no and yes so no the bible doesn't say you have to get married right but um and i can't think of the verse up and i'm not going to quote it because it's going to sound really weird the way i quote it but um let's put it this way the bible does say that if you're going to go around like longing and that means a couple of things that you're probably thinking um then then it's better to get married so, so if you're going to walk around every day like man i just wish i had a relationship i just wish i could being in a relationship, I wish I had a, a spouse, like, then you should get married. Does it make sense? So in that sense, it's necessary, but it's not necessary like the Bible says you have to, right? Did, did Jesus get married? No. Did Paul get married? No. So yeah, it's not necessary. It's a great question, though. Um, let's see here. We'll do a couple other ones. Um, how do you start your day as a couple and individuals? Uh... I'll, I'll talk here for a second. And then, hey, so let, let me just tell you this. We wake up. We get out of bed. Yeah. Yeah. We get out of bed and that's about it. <laughs> um, uh, mm, I want to be careful here. There, there's not, there's not like this prescription in, in the Bible of here's how you start your day. Right? I think that a lot of different things work for different couples. Um, I've, I'm going to answer this real broadly. Uh, would you, would you say that you feel like I spiritually lead you? But, so the answer is yes, check, that's good, okay. I, I know I could do a better job, but here's the deal. We, I'll just be honest, we don't have like, maybe this will change when we have kids, but we don't, like I'm not at night like, all right, Lauren, I got a long sermon, you better be ready, right? Like, like we don't do that, right? And in the morning, we, I, we definitely don't do that because like, I can be real stupid. I'm kind of like in a weird way hyper in the morning, but I'm not really thinking straight, you know what I'm saying? Like after the Grammys, he woke up and was rapping Chance the Rapper's song? <laughs> yeah, yeah, so... <laughs> Um, I was putting my makeup on, and I heard, magnify, magnify. <laughs> <laughs> true. It's true. It's true. <laughs> I yeah. don't like talking in the morning, so that slightly yeah. annoys me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, that's real. So, hey, so here, to get to answer the question, here's what, what, what we really do. Separately, we really both do, like, we do our devotionals. Um, like, so, meaning, like, we spend time with God's where we pray and those things. Um, and we always, before, normally she goes to work really, pretty early, but we always make a point, no matter how busy we are, to always like, hey, love you, real romantic kiss, just kidding. <laughs> but, but what I'm trying to get at, and I'm, I'm <laughs> what I'm trying to get at is I think sometimes, and if, if there was a couple up here that said, hey, every morning we do a five-hour devotional, which would be crazy, and we pray together, that would be awesome. But I'm saying like, like real world honesty, like it, it, that's, that's, we don't do that, right? I'm, I'm trying to... I'm I think it's important, too, um, 
that it is individual, right? Because my walk with Christ is still my walk. Mm -hmm. And so I have to make sure that I'm pursuing it apart from Brandon. And so I used to be a um, read my Bible at night as I was falling asleep kind of person. And I realized I never could remember anything. (laughs) So I just honestly this year started um, trying to get up early, which is a huge struggle for me. Um, But to read my Bible, and it really has made a difference in my day. But um, I think ultimately, if I'm focused on Christ and Brandon's focused on Christ, um, then that helps the rest of the day. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, She did a better job answering that question. I was kind of broad, but... Uh, I think with that, before I go to the next question, I do want to say, um, I don't, with that question, I don't think, I don't want to be careful, but I don't know that it's necessarily helpful or healthy in a dating relationship to feel like, like, as the guy, especially, all right, hey, I'm going to lead you, we're going to like, and I've, I've gone back and forth on this, but as I studied for this and considering all this, I don't think it's healthy or helpful for the guy to be like, hey, I'm going to lead you in a quiet time on this stuff. Because here's the deal. You're not in a covenant marriage, like biblical covenant yet. You have no spiritual authority over that girl. Right? So so I think it just leads to, it, it can, you're acting like a married couple and you're not married yet. And that's, it doesn't work. Right? So it's, it's not healthy. It's like me going out and on the tech football field. Hey, guys, what's up? They're like, hey, you're not on the team, bro. <laughs> like, like, hold up, you know? Um so I, I would say, I think, sometimes we have this idea, like super spiritual idea of every morning they, they do all these things together and like they pray together and they read the Bible and that's not necessarily true. So don't let that make you feel like as a dating couple we have to do all these things. It may just like be pressing the gas real hard and you're not ready for it. Um, real quick, and I, everybody's still good? All right, I, know, I know we're getting late. Um, this person threatened me, so we'll go ahead and answer this. Um, how did you say, how did you stay so interested and dedicated to Lauren despite the long distance? Cause she was awesome. Um, no, seriously, that's part of it. Uh, and also just once I decided not that she was quote the one, but that like, this is, this is a, um, a woman who fears the Lord and is to, is to be praised. Like, she's not just beautiful, and she is. And she's not just tar- charming, and she is. But she she loves Jesus. Once I decided that, um, and I thought, man, I'm going to, as long as she'll let me, I'm going to pursue her. I stuck to that. So literally, every night, I was kind of nerdy. I still am kind of nerdy. Um, I would I would go to the library, the seminary, and study. And uh, every night at 9 o'clock my time, which was like 10 o'clock her time, I would leave and I would go call her. And all the library people were like, tell Lauren we said hey. Because they knew, literally, well, not on the weekends, but, well, sometimes Fridays. But, um, and the, the Maxes tell you, they, they remember every night at 9 o'clock. So I, we were devoted to that. Um, and that, uh, that took a lot on her end to always be ready for that. Um, and so I think it was just like an intentional commitment of, we're not married. So I could, like, you know what, I, I could, like, break this off and and. Go pursue some other girl. But the longer I got, to know, the more I got to know her, it was confirmation after confirmation. This is a girl who loves Jesus, and we get along really well. So I'm going to keep pursuing her. And I was intentional about it. And because we made time for each other, like so, your uh, your tre- your heart is where your treasure is, right? So where you invest. Because I was investing in her daily, my heart was there. Does that make sense? Um, I don't. I think if we had only talked once a week or something, we we probably wouldn't be standing here, right? It was it was continual investment, and so my heart followed. You want to say anything about that? Uh, what was the question? Um, well, you could maybe say it from your perspective. So, uh, I, the question was, how did I stay 
um, dedicated and interested in you despite the long distance. For We dated almost right at four years long distance before we got married, um, so vice versa. You know, I think, so this maybe not completely answering the question, but I, um, I think long distance does help um, you with commitment because you really have to decide that you are um, going to be fully committed to the person because we both could have dated other people and the other person would have likely never known. Um, so I think it, that sets you up for success um, in marriage. And then I also think um, being or communicating, which I think you could do long distance or short distance, <laughs> um, but uh, because all we had, they didn't have FaceTime back then, so all we had was talking on the phone, and we really got to know each other, mm-hmm. um, and I think that actually being long distance helped because we couldn't just like go to each other's homes and watch movies all night long, um, but I think you could do that even, most people aren't long distance, um, which is awesome, and so I think you could put that in place and making sure you're communicating and it's not where you go to watch a movie or we go and hang out um, doing something where you don't necessarily have to talk and get to know one another mm-hmm. and find out what annoys you, what your struggles are, that kind of thing. Good. Hey, here's what we're going to do, man. I, we, this is fun for me because I sat up here all night doing this, but I want to be, I'm already lied to you. We already went like 15 minutes over what I said we would for this time. So we're going we're gonna to wrap it up. Um, here's what I said. There were still several questions that I got that we'll do our best to answer next week without a doubt. Um, and I also try to make sure next week I'm a little more on, on schedule for the time. But hey, here's that we'll, we'll stay as long as you need. If you want to talk afterwards or if you ask a question, we didn't answer it. We'll answer it as soon as we're done. Um, so, yeah, we're not going to ignore you. I promise we'll answer now or next week. Um, was this helpful? Next week will be a little bit more, uh, excuse me, how to than just like the foundation. Let me pray for us, and then Sydney's got a quick some announcements, and then we'll be done. Thank you for your patience. Seriously, y'all were awesome tonight. God, thanks again for your love for us and um, for our time together. And well, I know it's getting late, and I pray that if these students have any homework they need to work on, they would just have fresh minds as they get back to their dorms or apartments or homes and could get that done. And Lord, I pray for a great weekend, and uh, Lord, that we would keep our eyes on you. It's your name we pray. Amen.